Hello, left fielders. This is the Infielder Spotlight Podcast, powered by Left Field Investors. Our community is focused on networking and education to help people invest passively and think differently. Let's go. Welcome to the Infielder Spotlight episode, where one of our infielders share their story with host Chad Ackerman. Listen in to gain insights from our community on how to create financial freedom through passively investing in real assets that generate real cash flow. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Infielder Spotlight. I'm your host, Chad Ackerman, and with me today is infielder Mike Trotter. Mike, welcome to the program. Hey, Chad. Great to talk to you again. Good to talk to you, too. We've been chattering it up and uh, learning a lot about you and our Buckeye ties that we're going to skip over for the <laughs> benefit of the crowd here. But I would you know, start us off with letting us know where are you and what do you do for a living to, to get us going anyway? So I spent my first two plus decades in Ohio and then I got wise and came out <laughs> to the Bay Area. So I've been in a San Francisco Bay Area, Silicon Valley as an engineer for the past 30 some years in tech. So that's where I am now and that's where I've been. And again, the first time I spent winter out here and I realized what was going on, I got very angry at my parents for making me live in Ohio winters, <laughs> you know, for so long. We had a choice. <laughs> I think we all question that. So <laughs> how do you then progress from engineer to passive investor? Can you walk us through the journey a little bit of what got you into the passive investing side of things? Well, I guess to shorten the whole story, obviously being out here in, in Silicon Valley, we've been witness to the telco boom, and I was fortunate enough to enter into that. So all you suddenly had a bunch of engineers who had to become experts in tax laws and a whole bunch of other things with the equity world. And that was a great opportunity. Could have been a greater opportunity, but I'll take what I could get at the time. But you're all learning from each other about this newfound wealth and newly lost wealth. But it's a great opportunity to learn about investing. My family being Midwestern people as we were, we never really talked about money or <laughs> things like health in front of each other. So I had to do a lot of my learning on my own. And then so obviously I got into the equities markets and been in there for quite some time. And then it paid off well. And then we're running in the longest bull market of all time. And my wife and I are talking about perhaps we should buy a rental. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't really much take care of my own house. Having to take care of another one is not really appealing to me. And there was a lot of uncertainties. And given that it was California, there's a lot of capital outlay. And we hadn't really contemplating buying a rental out of area, foreign concept that now I understand is really not that foreign. Fortunately, we didn't pull the trigger on any of those deals for a variety of reasons. And I would say in the past two or three years, probably a little more so, I had a friend and every time I would visit him, would talk about passive investing as a different way to get out of, you know, being heavily in the market. And I realized I needed to do something, but I wasn't really sure what I needed to do. And while I would contemplate these things, again, being an engineer, you occasionally get over analysis paralysis. <laughs> so you say you're going to do these things and you investigate them. And usually what you find out is you need to investigate a lot further. And finally, I got past that because I've learned that about myself and just took the plunge. So that's when I really started writing checks into passive investments that I had gleaned with what 
best knowledge I could find available and went from there. I would say what started me for good was finding the left field investor group on, you know, by a myriad of connections that I had on LinkedIn and starting following that and following along. And I would say within two to three months of joining this group, here I was starting to send off my first wires. Nice. Good. So what year was that? When did you start doing your first investment? That was, I would say the first wire went out 12 months ago. So yeah. So just in the past 12 months. Nice. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, that first step is the hardest thing. I think that's what I've seen in my own journey is just taking that first action fed to make it so much easier to do the other ones that, you know, that's advice I give to people a lot of times when they're asking me, how do you have the courage or whatever? I don't know what the courage was. I don't know where that came from. But once I did it, I mean, it came from networking and educating myself and all those kind of things. But once I did it, it kind of made the next one a little bit easier anyway, because it wasn't as painful as I thought. It wasn't easy, but it wasn't as painful as I thought. Talk about your experience, that first one, getting over the hump to write that for or send that first wire. You know, ultimately, and again, a lot of it was me talking myself into it, was that you got to dive into the water. You can't just wade in there. Just go in. What's the worst? And doing a weighted risk analysis, what's the worst that's going to happen here? And I decided the worst wasn't going to be I lose everything, that I'm writing a check to a snake oil salesman who's going to pack up his tent and be out of town the next day. I realized that was not the case. And after that, I will say that first investment, I got started getting 8% net following month. So that was a real, that was great. And then it got a lot easier to start sending out wires. My wife would contend a little too easy to start sending (laughs) out wires. But after having that positive experience, and I also know, you know, again, only 12, 13, 14 months in, a lot of these deals take a while to get traction and get the wheel spent much like a flywheel. For those of you in engineering, it takes a while to get it going and rolling. But once it starts, it doesn't stop. Hello, left fielders. This is Jim Pfeiffer, one of the founders of Left Field Investors. Honestly, I can't believe how far we've come from our initial start with 12 members. We've grown and learned a lot. None of this would be possible without our amazing community members and partners. I want to personally thank you for being part of the Left Field community. I'm constantly amazed by the quality of people that join our group and their willingness to give back to the community and share their knowledge. From the most experienced investor to those who are brand new, we all learn from each other. That is the power of community. Thank you for supporting Left Field Investors. So you talked about finding Left Field to help kind of be a resource for you. What other resources did you find helpful as you were going through just to help give others ideas of where to look, what to do? or anything specifically in left field that you found valuable as well? You know, the one specifically in left field, they did a nice job with the blogs, a nice job with the podcast, the podcast link to other podcasts. The one thing I did immediately as soon as it was offered was join the infielder group. And I found as much as anything, the forum where you've got people spitballing on ideas and putting in input, and there's people with breadth of knowledge base in there and different perspectives. And there's a lot to glean what I found from all of those things and put together 
I guess, the recipe that works for Mike Trotter in his specific situation and find out what's best tailored for me at the time. Not all deals are meant for everybody at their space and time in their life, in their income, you know, whether it's all passive or I'm still a W-2 guy, my wife is still a W-2 gal, and we're looking to transition to that next phase. And this is where I think we ultimately want to be. And working it concurrently with the W-2 situation is kind of what we're looking at. So finding those deals that work well with that and getting to that next stage where we say goodbye to the W-2. Yeah, I think that's great. I think there's a lot of good information in there. Uh, I think understanding what your goals are today and knowing that they can be flexible, I think is a huge part of finding that path and making decisions around it to support what your goals are. I think is a big part of this whole process. And then finding a community, we always encourage people to find a community, whether it's ours or others, or be a part of multiple, just because of that, the forum, I think is one of the biggest things because you can pressure test your ideas, your thoughts, you can get consensus from other people, you know, all of that information just helps make a safer decision in my mind on whether to wire a big chunk of money to somebody or not, you know, whether you trust them or not. I've gotten to the point where I don't think I'll, I'm not going to be quick to invest with somebody if I can't find information about them in our forum. Because if our community hasn't spoken up about them, and I'll ask the question if they have any background on that individual. And if it's crickets, then I pump the brakes a little bit on that until I can vet them more or watch them for a year or whatever the case may be, just to make smarter decisions, hopefully. Yeah. And that's, again, you know, they keep saying no, like, and trust. And again, I'm not investing in anybody that comes to my door. I'm only investing in people that other people that I know, like, and trust are bringing to me. So that makes me feel confident. Back to the comments and goals about to expanding it. My goals are constantly changing because I'm getting more knowledge in these forums that allow me to adapt my goals into things I hadn't really occurred to me that might be better suited for us in our longer-term stability and our comfort level. As far as other groups, there is one group that I'm kind of in part-time. It's somebody that is also in the left-field community and has kind of his own group. And there's a couple other groups that I found out about recently that I'm starting to enroll in, submit my application, and we'll see. Each group has a little bit different personality, is what I've heard and what I've seen so far. I'm very comfortable with this one. Probably that comes from my roots as an Ohio farm boy, as we mentioned. So. <laughs> there you go. Well, we encourage it. Like, I don't think we can overeducate ourselves on this stuff. So the more community members you have to bounce things off of, whether it's ours or others, I think that's a huge benefit. So we encourage that for sure. So you've been doing this for a little bit. You've been studying things, not a huge length of time, maybe, but you've probably learned some things along the way. What would be some advice you'd give or lessons learned that you've had as you've been venturing down this road, this journey in passive income? Well, I would say try your best to get over the over analysis paralysis because you will not take that first step. And as a wise man once said, when's the best time to plant a tree 20 years ago? When's the second best time today? And that's true with a lot of things. And I think that's sure it would have been great if I had started this 5, 10, 20 years ago and had a lot more. I'd have been 20 years up the learning curve. Right. I'm not there. Now's the right time for me to do it with my situation. 
And hopefully finding a community helps build that education that much quicker, too, as opposed to doing it on your own. It was a tremendous help for me. And I think I've heard most of you comment as well when you're doing all this own in the dark, you're wondering if you're crazy, right? So <laughs> exactly. having, I don't know if it's misery loves company or there's some analogable analogy about the insane asylum, but being crazy with a bunch of fellows, that's, there's some comfort there, too. At least you got company, if nothing else. Yeah. No, this is great. So, Mike, what's on the agenda next for you? You talked about maybe potentially trying to leave the W-2 sometime, but even prior to that, what's on your process next? Where are you headed? Oh, boy. It's open-ended with time frame on that one. So, you know, off the top of my head, there's a couple of deals I want to look in over the course of the next seven days. And I'm pretty certain I'm going to fund one. The second, I'm still in a TBD again. I will say on a month-by-month basis, I'm still feeling out my W-2 situation because Silicon Valley is very dynamic. And as they say out here, if you've never been laid off in Silicon Valley tech, then you've never actually worked in Silicon Valley tech (laughs) because that's part and parcel with the dynamicism of the industry. But looking as it is right now, I think everything's steady on that front. And one of the things that never even occurred to me, but I've gotten to learn a little bit more about are the benefits of being a real estate professional and how low the barrier can possibly be for being a real estate professional. So that's something I never really contemplated that I would be. And I have a meeting with my attorney in about three weeks. She's been handling our estate, handling aspects of things for years. Now we're going to start talking about how this folds into it with the LLCs and the passes and then opening my own real estate professional opportunity and the tax benefits for that, whether that would make sense, all of those aspects. So again, it just, you know, having a little bit of knowledge leads you to ask more questions and more intelligent questions. We're always learning, hopefully. Hopefully. When we stop, I think that's, yeah, that's when our problems will start probably. But no, this has been great, Mike. I really appreciate you joining us and sharing your story and being here with us today. So thank you for that. Keep providing great information. I think you've been a great contributor to Left Field. So we really appreciate all the help you've given us and the good questions you ask and the dialogue you bring in a lot of our discussions. So thank you for that. Thank you. And one of the other groups that I applied for asked me what I could bring to the table. And my response was comic relief. Now, (laughs) they have confirmed my application, so I'm not sure what that's worth, but we'll see. They might have been looking for that. They probably don't have enough of that. (laughs) Right. Well, we appreciate the comic relief for sure. So thank you for that. But uh, appreciate you being on. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in and listening in today to Mike's story. We appreciate that. And we'll see you next time in the spotlight. Thanks, Jeff. This episode is brought to you by MAG Capital Partners, a leading investment firm specializing in single-tenant industrial real estate with triple-net leases. MAG invests in properties with established tenants in manufacturing, cold storage, and distribution. These income investments are designed for strong, tax-advantaged cash flow from day one and have historically generated above-market returns. With approximately $500 million of real estate acquisitions, MAG Capital Partners has extensive experience and a history of profitable exits. To learn more about MAG Capital Partners, visit www.magcp.com. Thanks for hanging out in the infield with us today. If you're interested in becoming an infielder, you can find us at leftfieldinvestors.com or you can send me an email directly at chad at leftfieldinvestors.com. 
Thank you for listening to the Passive Investing from Left Field podcast. If you enjoy the show, please go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts and rate and review the show. This show is for entertainment purposes only. Nothing said on the show should be considered financial advice. Before making any decisions, consult a professional. This show is copyrighted by Passive Investing from Left Field and Left Field Investors. Written permissions must be granted before syndication or rebroadcasting.